This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. All right, Ted, we're back. We are back. The smoke is gone. That's right. Football's back. That's right. God, everything's mega. It's all coming up mega. Luke Wilson is still on the Seahawks. Yes. I see him on the special teams doing stuff. His long flowing locks. Yes. And everybody's girlfriends. You can stop sending messages to me and Steve. Like, right. we, we want him on as much as you do. A hundred percent. Like I, And I just got a text from him out of the blue. It's typical Luke. Just, <laughs> Migs, what's up? I write him back. I'm like, and even my wife sits like, so who is it? I'm like, that was Luke Wilson just texted me. I, I haven't heard from him in months. And it was just a mix. What's up? And I'm like, I guarantee I'll, I won't hear from him again in months on my reply. I'm like, I'm doing good. Blah, blah, blah. How you been? I'm like laughing seconds later. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we talked for like a little bit. And it's like, this is the longest I've ever had a text exchange with Luke without it taking like six months to get a reply. Yeah. I told you, right. That was before your, right before your baby was born. Right. He posted something on Instagram, and I just sent him a DM, yeah. and we went back. But I knew it was only because I caught him like right in front of his phone, where there was nobody else around. No distractions. And I never get like it's not, like I get it. The guy is a busy man. Yeah, he's busy growing his beard, his locks, and also playing with the Seattle Seahawks. I it's, just, I just laugh because like people aren't being mean, but they're just like. Hey man, like for real, like when are you guys getting Luke back on? Like, dude, trust me. We would love to have him on. Right. He's welcome anytime. Open door. We love Luke. I'm so happy that he's playing with the Hawks. You're 2 0, Seattle Seahawks. Damn right. Oh, God, it feels good. It does. Dude, how? Okay. I mean, do we talk about him now? I don't know. Do we? Do we just do push ups? We're already fired up. All right, let's hit the push ups. Yeah. The heart rate's and the blood pumping in the brain. Functioning. Ted, this song. Brought me back to my rave days in the late 90s, early 2000s, going on NAF Studios, USC Presents. For some reason, this just gives me that vibe. It's like I'm hopped up on ecstasy and I'm humping a speaker at the Washington State Convention Center. Take that speaker. That's right. Or at at CenturyLink Field, whatever it was called. I don't even remember. Wamu Theater, that's what it is. This also sounds like, like the beginning of our documentary. Yeah. And then two men decided to spray each other with champagne after the Sounders won the championship. The first of two. Two stars. And now they're getting ready to give you, the mega family, ten solid push-ups. Are we ready? Let's do it. Let's go, mega family. Get to the ground. You're right. It does sound old school. Right? Wait for, like, steam to shoot up. Let's get 10. Steve just finished doing their 10 push-ups. Felt crisp. 
felt crisp with this song. Their chests are bulging out of their shirts. People just want to poke their chests. People are saying they're getting filthy. <laughs> filthy as... <laughs> These two two men need hats to contain their filthiness. And cover their bald heads. That's it. <laughs> oh, man, that is good. And that's just from the library? It's just from the library. It's like a banger. Yeah, this guy's putting together cut. Like, I would legit lose my mind. <sighs> Give wow. Can we get a cup of bottles of water? What? Oh! It's not over. Tech Talks, starring Detex Smith. Dude, the blood is pumped. <laughs> Here's a towel. I have a boner. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we both went to that well of like, that was exhaustion. Oh. Well, I had a TED Talk that was kind of <laughs> nice and everything, but after that, I feel like I just wanted to coach people up and tell them to go do something awesome. Yes, tell them. <sighs> All right. Here's what you got to do, man. You're going to get pumped up and do these push-ups. And then we got to do the simple thing, Steve. Now, what are the simple things? Apparently, a DoorDash commercial just interrupted. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> All right, I'll give the real one. Okay, okay. Here's what I want to tell people. Is that really a DoorDash commercial? Yes. 0% deal hour delivery for you and your first kind of pleasant. Uh, be open-minded when you're talking to people. Yelling at each other does no good. Right? It doesn't. It doesn't. Unless you're firing each other up. But you don't got to yell at each other. You might not agree with somebody, but listen to them. Be a little more open-minded. Also, do your research. I hear a lot of people yelling at each other, and they're both wrong. They, neither of them have an actual fact. They're screaming at each other. And that's not doing any of us any good. Now, this could be a lot of things. I know you're probably thinking it's about politics. Wrong. It's about sports. Don't sound like an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. And the word and. The Seattle Seahawks can be great. And give up way too many yards. Right? We can love something and criticize it. (laughs) I'm fine with them giving up a ton of points and a ton of yards as long as they have one more point than the other team. Oh, my. That game was incredible. That game on Sunday was one of the best NFL games I've watched in a long time. Dude. So we all know how it ended, obviously, because they stopped it on, like, what, the two-yard line with two seconds left. Imagine being me. So I'm watching this whole game. When my wife and I get into bed, and we're like we still have the game on because we put Tatum down to bed around like 7.30-ish, and then we just go straight to bed and we just put TV on. So the Seahawks at this point are now up by 12 points. I'm feeling pretty good and feeling relaxed. I'm like, could it be that I'm going to go to bed at a decent time? My heart's not going to be racing because of the Seahawks. Sid falls asleep. Next thing you know, S just kind of falls apart. And now here we are with two seconds left in the game on the two-yard line. My heart is racing. I yep. do not know how to control myself. My wife is sound asleep. Now, anyone who has a wife that has a, a relatively new child in their life, you know sleep is very important to that person. I will not mess with that. I do not want to wake her up. But when they stopped Cam Newton, I had to do everything in my power not to scream. So it's like I'm in bed and I sound like a, a wounded dolphin. I just go, yay! And that's it. <laughs> that was my celebration for this game. I'm with you. When they when they went up 12, literally, because I'm on a Zoom with a couple of people, uh-huh. and I'm like, that's it. It's a wrap. 
that ice is it. We're good to go. And then right. it's like, then I'm standing for the next five. Like, no, 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 no. When they blew that third and one, I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I get why you went with that play. Like, I know people criticize them. I get That's a good point. Like, yeah. That's a good time to take advantage of them. Yeah. Oh, but when they missed the pass, I was like, you got to be kidding me. God, and I, I, I mean, I don't really, but watching that game, I was like, I hate Julian Edelman. <laughs> I think I did that too at some point. I'm like, freaking Edelman. Right. At one point I was telling her, I was like, Julian Edelman used to sleep with my girlfriend. He's a bad human. True story. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a fun game. That was the most fun I think I've watched. Of course, because it ended with a victory. Right. And look, the Seahawks are good this year, but just it's been such a weird year. And I like the NFL, but I don't know that I've ever been more involved in a Seahawks season or just watching NFL games than I have been this year. Dude, I'm the same way even with hockey as well. I've I've been so glued to the Stanley Cup Finals and the Stanley Cup playoffs in general. I am every year, but I'm a little more invested in it this year. And my team's yeah. not in it. The Kraken haven't even started playing hockey either. And so it's just like, I don't know why at first I realized it's because I thought I'd be back. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so having football, even with no fans, and I don't mind the, the pumped-in fake crowd noise. I know some people are annoyed by it, but to me, it doesn't bother me one bit. I well, like it. And a lot of it, I didn't realize how much it's just ambient noise. Yes. Like, if it wasn't there and you could hear those dudes yelling and saying everything on the field, first of all, there'd be way too many curse words and other words you can't say, Same especially hockey. that Steve and I could not say on national TV. Right. Like, some shows are named after certain words and they get Emmys, and we can't even say the name of that show. But, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right. I'm more thinking of, like, rap bands. No, I know. Oh. <laughs> I was just kidding. But, yeah, dude. Did you guys say it, by the way? No, I just said Poops Creek. I was so scared. I know we were, we were allowed to. I was so scared. I just couldn't. I couldn't say. I just started, I had like a breakdown. And I was just like, I'm too nervous. Dude, I was at the gym and, and our boss called up and goes, uh, how did you handle uh, S-Word Creek winning the Emmys from last night? Did you talk about it on the air? I'm like, oh, yeah, we talked about it. And there was just a long pause. And I was like, I'm just going to play it up. And he's like, well, how'd you handle it? And I'm just like, oh, I just said S, S, S. Congrats to them. Holy S. And he's like, long pause. He's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, 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 dude. Of course I didn't do that. We just we, we refer to it as Poops Creek. Right. We got an email that was like, it, they're going to allow it. Because like earlier that day, I was on FS1 in the morning sometimes, I'll watch mm-hmm. an hour of uh, Callan Cowherd. Mm-hmm. And Joy Taylor, his co-host, said it. And I was like, like I was like, like literally like shaving. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Is that just allowed now? And yeah. then right, we had an email that was like, if you're just talking about the show, you could say it. I, but honestly, I just I don't know. Mess with it. I, and I know me, and I pause at the wrong time. I would have start giggling. Somehow, I would have screwed it up. Bro, whenever I mention like country music, I accidentally pause on the word country, always at the worst possible time. Yeah, I did it once on the show too, and Ben had to dump it because he's like, "You just said the c word." Yeah, I remember one time referring to Carrie Underwood as some country artist, and I forgot the tree part. Yeah, and and it was just like on my old show, and I think it was. Uh, uh, Carrie Underwood. It was it was an American Idol country artist. All right, and yeah, that was very awkward. <laughs> yeah, dude. And how about the whole time? I remember I got in that morning. I'm like, this mother effing show has gone non nine seasons and flew under the radar until their final season. Granted, very critically acclaimed and people did love it. It was a popular. Yeah, show. Yeah, Miles has been talking about, it, but it was always just S Creek, right? But then they win like nine Emmys, and it's like, oh, of course, in your final season, this is when you want to throw this kind of. Uh, uh, wrenching everyone's plans. Yeah. Which also, going back to the Seahawks thing, I completely forgot the Emmys were on. I was so enthralled in that game. I didn't know until the next morning. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see uh, Kimmel's bit where he grabbed like all the um, newscasters and, and other TV personalities trying to talk about Poops Creek winning the Emmys? No. Oh, here, check it out. 
The show up a creek whose name we can't say on morning TV. Can't say the name on TV, but it involves a creek. Now, we're not sure if we're allowed to say the name. Yeah. Our boss told us we can't say can't the name say of the show. Renee didn't want to say the name of the, the, the TV show. Not really. She doesn't want to get in trouble. That is spelled S-C-H-I-T. Yes. Still can't say the name of the show that swept. I can't really say the name on TV, but uh, Creek is in the title. The show that sounds like Splits Creek. We're talking about uh, nice. S-Creek. S-Creek is so good. I've never seen Blank Creek. Can I say the name of the show? No. I guess you can, but you can't. Yeah. Yeah, there was like all these stipulations. I'm like, I'm not even going to go. I'm not even taking the chance. I don't feel like getting fined. <laughs> Poops Creek. I like, though, uh, Splits Creek. Splits Creek is pretty good. I like what they did there. And S Creek is kind of funny because it almost sounds like Ass Creek. Yeah, that's what we've been saying for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Well, but anyhow, that was the last season of it, right? Yep. All right. So <laughs> it's fresh, about it anymore. fresh yourself. Us. Whew, unless they make a movie. Yeah. Who goes, does it, are they even open now? Yeah, there's not even real movies going on anymore. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that Seahawks game. Dude, could Jamal Adams be the greatest trade that the Seahawks have ever made? Unbelievable. I mean, just, I don't know that I've seen a defensive player make such a big deal. I mean, even that first week, I was just like, my God, this guy is good. And the second week, I thought it was funny because I, I think it was around the third quarter where I was like, yeah, he's been good out there, but man, he hasn't really been a difference maker. And then the next play, he just like, just crushes it. And then he can, owns the rest of the game. Yeah, well, that know, goes, to the best of his abilities, he's one man. Right. Well, that goes back to the Seahawks needing some help on the D line. I think they only have three sacks total, and he has two of them. I know, dude. It's insane watching that guy. Like, and his reaction, and uh, who's uh, the Collier? Yeah, their reaction after the stop of Cam Newton was like just every time I see the picture of them just flexing. I get goosebumps. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Jamal Adams, to me, that's just one of those like old school things where you go, listen, son, that is just a man that loves football. Yep. Now, he's, you know, he does this and that, but you could tell he likes playing football. I love watching his press conferences because he like will be like, I need to work on this. I need to work on that. And it's like, nobody's, nobody's criticizing you, man. In fact, I think everyone wants to send, send the Jets more draft picks to thank them for really giving us to you. Because we, I think we got away with like a highway robbery and gave up two first-round draft picks for the guy. Right, and I get that he was an all-pro, but who was sitting around watching Jets games the last couple of years? <laughs> and I love that right? every press conference, he takes a shot at the old team. In the, oh, last, yeah. the last one, he was just talking about, hey, it felt good to beat the Patriots. I'm, I'm just not used to that. Right. I was like, oh, that's rough. Just turn, Just in the turn screw. it. Yeah. Turn it. the screw. And I know, like, I, uh, my buddy Joe, you know Joe from the WWE. Yeah. yeah. After the fir- during the first game, I was like, I'm I'm a huge fan of this new show called the Jamal Adams Show. And he sent me some kind of a meme that was just like, pretty much go f yourself because he's a huge Jets fan. The Jets are a mess. They, they I don't remember when they haven't been. Uh, you know, to Rex Ryan's like, credit, Boomer Sison was their quarterback. Yeah. Go Terps. Oh, Boomer's a turf. Yeah, you're right. The Rex Ryan years. They Rex did have- Ryan, they did go to the playoffs a couple of those years, and it seemed like they were making strides, and then butt fumble, and that fell apart, and then, right, they just haven't been relevant. Who was the guy? It was uh, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. That uh, Rex Ryan got the tattoo of him on his body. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Oh, my gosh. Rex Ryan got a tattoo, I believe, of Mark Sanchez. Like, it's a, a, a really silly one, but he got a tattoo of Mark Sanchez on his body, and everyone's like, Rex Ryan's nuts. He is. And he's in defeat. You're right. Remember that whole thing? That's yeah. Mark Sanchez tattoo Rex Ryan. It's okay. It's a girl on his arm wearing a Jets jersey with Mark Sanchez's number. Six. Oh, 
God, he loved him. <laughs> right? By the way, Rex looks trim in that photo. Yeah, I don't know when that, that picture was taken, but I like how someone wrote, this is the headline from the Daily Mail. Kinky or creepy? New York Jets coach Rex Ryan dons tattoo of his starting quarterback. Let me see it again. Okay. You kind of see it right there. Yeah, I guess it looks like his wife. I thought it looked a little bit like Lois. Oh, crap. That's right. The tattoos of his wife in wearing Sanchez's jersey. That means that they've done it that way. You think? Yes. I think this is a... Uh... Why would you get a tattoo of your, your wife looking attractive? You know, I mean, it's obviously like a... Oh, I see. He's put her in a Sanchez jersey. Yes, while they bang. Sorry. I thought you meant like Sanchez was watching them or something. <laughs> A Jerry, a farewell guy has got my mind all messed up. Man, Falwell, whatever his name is. That's a book I'm going to read one day. The, uh, the, the, the autobiography of Rex Ryan, where he just like lays it all out. you got to imagine during that time of his career, when he had Mark Sanchez and things were looking pretty good, that they're in the middle of like the throes of passion, uh, Rex and his wife. Yeah. That he like, kind of like reached over into the nightstand. And it might have been like, you know, a replica jersey with number six on it. He goes, hey, babe, just toss that on when you get on top of me. Yeah. Or like you come home and she's just in it. <laughs> you know what? It almost makes me like him more because it's weird. But the idea that the head coach in an NFL locker room is the kinkiest dude in the room. Like, that's pretty legit. <laughs> babe, turn around. I want to see his name on the back of your jersey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What are we doing, Ted? I don't know. Things just got weird. Yeah. That's what happens when we take two weeks off. Whew. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, since we're talking about sports, I thought it'd be a fun feature. I have no production for this right now, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to do a whole, like, because I know you love sports, and I always love listening to you give me your take on sports, because sometimes it's about cricket. Sometimes it's about South Korean baseball. Correct. Right? Okay. I was making sure I got that right. Sometimes, the KBO. That's right. Uh, sometimes it's about Formula One. That's my new one, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you are a fan of any and every sport. If it's on television, if there's some sense of athleticism and competition, you are going to watch it. If Correct. You know, okay. So, I thought it'd be like Worldwide of Sports, but the TED edition. All I right. Know. I don't know what the name of it's going to be. Maybe it's like Ted's Worldwide of Sports. Ted's Wide World of Sports. Ted's Wide World of Sports. <laughs> With a Mark Sanchez jersey on. <laughs> well, all right. So the new one I'm into is Formula One, right? And that's pe- car racing. That is open wheel car racing. So a lot of people what are like... What does open wheel mean? Well, like NASCAR, the wheels are covered, right? It's like a, it's a stock car. Oh, okay. Right? So open wheel means like, you know what I mean? Like a drag car. Are drag cars open wheel? <laughs> this is already going they, badly. They are, but they're not... Ra- they, they're only going in a straight line. Got you. Like right? a big wheel. <laughs> But when you get to Formula One, there's 20 spots in the world. That's it. 20 drivers. Okay. So like an NFL team has what? 52 dudes on the roster? Like there's a bunch, you know, there's 32 teams. Uh, you look at basketball. You got 15 guys on the roster, but there's a whole league of teams. Whereas Formula One, there's literally 20 of these spots. It's the top of the top, like the highest echelon drivers and cars in the world. I'm looking at a picture of the car. I totally now know what it is. I, oh, I, did you not really know? I thought you were just busting my chops. I wasn't busting your chops. Oh, I, honestly, my bad. I, I was like trying to picture it. I didn't understand what you meant. But now when I see it, it's like the, those are like the Matchbox cars I collected when I was a kid. Right. Those things are cool. They're awesome. And they, they drive on road courses, too. They drive I in mean, Singapore. I think they drive at night. They do one in... Uh, in uh, United Arab Emirates, I mean, it, it's wild. They do one in Austin too. Do they do them at night with like like fluorescent, like 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 LED lights on and stuff? I 
Like I a think, rave? Dude, the one in like Dubai and there's one in China. I can't remember which one. They bring in like millions of dollars of lights because they're just racing through the city. That's insane. It The money is unbelievable. Wait, so if they race through the city, are they just shutting down the city? Or like yeah. other cars in the road? No, they like shut- this damn beetle, get out of my way. Well, you've seen like Monaco. That's like the most famous one. But like literally, they're just going through the city. Damn. Yeah. So I mean, and it, like it's like, to put a comparison, like- I love watching college football. So I like the craziness of like any team can beat anybody. Right. But when you watch NFL, you're watching the best of the best do work. Mm-hmm. And it, as I get older, that's just my main thing with sports. It's just, man, just watching any athlete be the top, you know the work they've put in and stuff. That's what's great to watch. And you know what? In a weird way, like I've always appreciated the best of the best when it comes to sports. Like if, you, if you're making it, I don't care if you're a backup goalie on the worst team in the NHL. Like they're, they're, you're on a level that's unlike anybody else. Right, you're a college All-American. You're right. this or that. Like so many people wish they could be in your position and you're one of the lucky 60-ish people that get to play that at that high of a level. But watching the last dance with uh, the Michael Jordan documentary or the Chicago right. Bulls documentary, you realize just on, on what level Michael Jordan was on that none of us can fully comprehend what made him so great. Some people would say, oh, he's an a-hole or he's tough on his teammates. But it's like, he's the greatest of of that sport. Right. Is he a psychopath? Yes. 100%. But is that what drove him to be Michael Jordan? Yes. Right. So I, 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 I totally get what you're saying with this. Right. So that one, the Formula One just caught me this year. Is it's just like, there's 20 of them. That's it. Mm-hmm. And like, you can Who's lose your guy. Uh, Daniel Ricardo. He, he's Australian. He does all right. He runs for the French uh, company. He sounds hot. (laughs) Actually, he's a good looking dude. I I am Daniel Ricardo. No, he's Australian, mate. Hey! (laughs) Hey, Hey, Daniel Ricardo! Hey, I'm Daniel Ricardo! That's not a knife. That's not a car. This is a car. (laughs) I don't know why I made him like a Latino guy. Daniel Ricardo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a handsome fella. Right. And like, there's a, there, if anybody's got that curly hair. Right. If anybody's interested, there's a whole series on Netflix too called F1 Drive to Survive. So it introduces you to all the drivers. He's very personable. Like, you want to go have a beer with that dude. You don't want to bring your girlfriend with you, though. No. No. <laughs> no. And dude, a couple weeks ago, Lewis Hamilton. That's not a penis. <laughs> this, this is, is a, a penis. penis. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, who just dominates, right? Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton win every week, uh-huh. but he missed, he missed a red light. So like in NASCAR, man, I'm going to get real nerdy. In NASCAR, when there's a caution, everybody pits, right? But in Formula One, when there's a caution, you can't pit. And they put up a red light. Oh, Mr. Hamilton missed it. So he got uh, he had to wait 10 seconds. So it's almost always the same guys, him, uh, Botas, and then Max Verstappen from okay. Red Bull. But it's the two Mercedes drivers and Max. So since he missed that red light... He got penalized 10 seconds. And like, uh, there was three brand new guys on the stand. And, like, and all the Formula One announcers, like, this, we need this every week. Like, we got to penalize Lewis Hamilton or shuffle up the starting grid. Like, huh. he's, Mercedes is just so far ahead because technology plays a huge part in it. Now, did he get a ticket in the mail for blowing that red light? No, I'm just kidding. Ha, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> Sorry. That's terrible. Terrible. But with that said, the NFL trying. is back. And I don't know. We were just, like, we can keep talking about it, mm-hmm. but. Man, it just feels good to watch football. Feels normal. Yeah, dude. It's I just... want to watch dudes hit each other. Right. I want. I want some good helmet to helmet action. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny because I remember I jinxed myself. I was like, "Oh man, Seahawks! They they finished game one, no injuries. They look good. Like whatever about the preseason. Then game two, you lose Bruce Irvin, you lose Marquise yep. Blair, and it's like, oh, 
Like those are, I don't know why I've always, well, I know why I'm a fan of Bruce Irvin. And I was so happy to see him come back with the Seahawks. And it's just a bummer when you heard that. Cause he's like, he's 32. I don't know how many more years that guy has in him. An ACL injury at that age. Not that 32 is old, obviously. No, but for an NFL athlete. Right. And in the position that he plays and also like, he's not like a superstar anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this was the last hurrah. I hope he gets another season in and he can still play with the Seahawks because I thought this was going to be a big season for him. He played well last year with, I can't remember which, was he with Jacksonville? Was, was he, all right. I was going to say Tennessee. We'll just call it the AFC South. He, he was on a team that was not the Seahawks. Right. New insert team name. Here, we'll leave a pause. He was playing with, and he had a great year with those guys. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of sports, uh, we did get a hate message. All right. All right. On our Twitter. At uh, the Megacast. Uh, and honestly, I read it and I was just like, it like my my skin crawled at first. I'm like, you know, because I don't get on our Twitter a lot. And I just selfishly wanted to promote a wrestling thing I was a part of. So I like wanted to get extra, like, you know. Were you physically wrestling last night? No, it was pre-taped. Okay. We banged out a bunch of episodes. Like, I'll, we'll talk about it after the break. All right. I'll explain what happened because it's kind of fun. And I think people will get a kick out of it. Even I, I've had plenty of people who are not wrestling fans watch it because they heard me promote it. Yeah. And they said, I'm glad you promoted it. That was the strangest, but most entertaining thing I've watched in a while, which I was like, perfect. It's the ultimate stoner wrestling show for non-wrestling fans. All right. Uh, but we get this message from some random guy and he says, and the first thing I see is this is the worst broadcasting I've ever seen. And I'm like, what the hell is this guy talking about like what did we do we haven't even been on for a couple of weeks he says dull people interviewing full people talking about nothing has nothing to do with the game i just turned it off i hope the rest of the country does too whoever thought this up should be fired oh i know what he's talking about he wrote at espn at nfl monday night football i'm like oh they must have done their mega cast thing on espn so they used to just do it for the college football national championship right but now on monday night football espn too because i watched a little bit of it you've got to be kidding me. is doing the mega cast how do we sue them or how do we sell our, our twitter handles to them for a lot of money hmm. i'm fine either way i think either way they should be expecting an email from joe groove esquire yes our lawyer yes let's sue them yeah can we i don't know can we do something i just want money I'm broke, bro. I'm buying a house. I need cash. I'm about to do OnlyFans for real. I talked about it this morning on the air. I think what I'm going to do is my OnlyFans is just going to be me mowing the lawn because now I have to mow a lawn in my new house. Shirtless. Well, what I was going to say is I built an Amazon wish list of all the ra- random costumes. You, my fans, quote unquote, because um, I always feel like a douche referring to anyone as a fan. To me, anyone who like pays attention to our show is just a bud. I, I think that's cool. I, I'm not like that. I, I just have a weird way of thinking in that sense. Huh, like, awkward. Legit disagreement. Oh, so you'll refer to people as your fans? Yeah. Love the fans. It's all about the fans. See, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm not... Maybe I say listeners. Listeners I'm fine with. I always feel weird, and I don't know why, but I... To me, like when someone's referred to as a fan, it almost feels like then that person referring to him as a fan feels that they're above that person. And I don't feel like I'm above anybody. You know what I mean? No, I, but I guess there's some people, like I, I definitely use the term fans. Because sometimes too, like I'll take people that are like, man, I don't know. They're, we got a bunch of them in common. They're all be like, yeah, I met that guy. He was a fan. Now we're friends. Yeah. No, no. Like, I'll refer to someone who's a big, I'll be like, oh, that guy, he's a big fan of the show. But for some reason, yeah. it's a stupid thing in my head. And hell, it's like probably me just overthinking things. I will never refer to them as, I wouldn't be like, hey, that's Max. He's a fan. I'd be like, oh, Max is a fan of the show. 
You know, that's my Bud Max. I, I don't know why. It's just something in my own yeah. head. Well, now I'm going to overthink it every time I Please say fake. don't, because then you're in my world, and you don't want to be in that. <laughs> All I'm saying, so my fans can buy me whatever costumes are on my own. Like, it could be me dressed as an avocado, me dressed as, like, you know, the That's not going to work, Steve. I need you shirtless mowing that lawn. That's fine. Well, you know, for four ninety nine a month. Ted or six ninety nine a month because that's funnier. How about ten ninety nine and you never put on a shirt? Oh, I'll go bottomless for ten ninety nine. <laughs> but wouldn't that be funny? Like all of a sudden, like my neighbors would be like, "Why is our neighbor dressed as Wiley e. Coyote today?" And last week he was an avocado. Oh, you'll become a, a huge sensation on the internet because you will never know they're filming you and they'll never know why you're doing it. Right. So he'll think like they're getting their social media content making fun of me, not realizing I'm getting my media content making money. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the jokes on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how my bills are paid. Yeah. Or people could just Venmo me 69 cents like they have. That's been pretty cool. And then we'll have the crossover event of the century. Because, you know, my only fans, Ted the Bear. That's right. The bear meets the avocado. <laughs> Will the bear eat him? I don't know. Can we just go to a, can, can we get this damn COVID to be over so we can go to a festival and I'll dress up as an avocado and you dress up as a bear? And I'll have no, there'll be no rhyme or reason. People will be like, what? We can even mess with people like, what? You never read the children's book, The Bear and the Avocado? The Bear and the Avocado. It's a story about love, love lost, strength, weakness. It ends with him becoming guacamole. <laughs> you decide which one. <laughs> Our whole thing is just whatever the opposite is. The relationship heated up, then cooled off. They, the bear loved the water. The avocado loved the earth. <laughs> I think we have something here. A children's book. And we can't have Halloween parties. We're never going to wear costumes again. Son of a bitch, man. I know. What are, what are we? What is going on here? I want to be happy again, Ted. <laughs> well, I'm very happy. For 20 minutes every Sunday, I have been. Go Seahawks. Go Hawks. Can't wait. So who's next to them? Uh, Dallas Cowboys, right? Oh, yeah. Cowboys coming to town. Which, growing up as a Washington fan, I'm always happy to see the Cowboys lose. No yes. matter who they're playing, no matter what's going on. How the hell did they win that last game? Atlanta, pick up the ball. <laughs> I don't need to scream at you. It's like, what are you guys, what are we doing? I've never seen an onside kick like that before. No, because nobody's that dumb. And then and then the coach was like, well, they thought this or that or blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I mean, punt it back. Get a penalty. Like, you can't just sit there and watch it. <laughs> It was like, it was like, they all had like this dumbfounded look like, well, is that okay? Can they do that? It was like a few years ago, an NFL game ended in a tie. And I forget who the quarterback was. And he just straight up goes, I didn't know they could end in ties. And it's like, like, wait, like, listen, I'm not going to blame just the players, but like coaches, like special teams coach. Did we not practice one damn onside kick? Dude, that was like. That was bad. It was terrible. I was watching that. I was like, and, and it's already you blew such an incredibly big lead. Yeah. Because I was all watching that game, like feeling good, man. We beat the we beat the Falcons pretty well, and here they are beating the Cowboys. I know it doesn't always transcri- like translate into then us being able to beat the Cowboys. Every team's different, and you yeah, have strengths and weaknesses. But I was like, all right, man. Game three should be a win. Nope. Atlanta. I don't know how Who Atlanta. Knows what's going to happen now? Ever since Atlanta blew that Super Bowl. They find ways. Like it's like they go out of their way to lose. Yep. And it's like they're still good. They put up points. Their mm-hmm. defense seems okay. And then you get to that fourth quarter, like, oh yeah, we're gonna choke again. But meanwhile, and I will take a break in a second. I, I I'm loving. It's like already talks of Russell Wilson being MVP, and it's only two games in. And I think it's just I love his teammates are just all rallying right I now. I know. I just try not to get too excited, as I feel like we've been through this. Yep. And then the second half of the year, everybody's gonna be. And granted. 
I, uh, Mahomes is the man. Uh, what's his name over in Baltimore? Is the Jackson. man right? Lamar is great, but like last year, I st- I think Russell and Lamar had a great year, but like the first six eight weeks, that trophy was Russell's. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, and I think once it, honestly, and I felt like it was last year. I was like, once the talk started actually becoming more on a national level, it just and not not Russ's fault. I mean, I wouldn't put blame on him, but like his performance wasn't on on par with what he was doing prior to the talks. But also, you, we've almost become numb to it. Because the guy has just produced, so again, at such a high level and kept this organization relevant and in the playoffs every year that, like, mm-hmm. the rest of the country just hadn't been noticing. Dude, that throw to, what, David Moore? I mean, everyone talks about the catch, which the catch was incredible. Right. But in order to make that incredible catch, you got to have a guy that could throw the ball perfectly where it landed. Right. I mean, the, the simple thing is just look at all the young quarterbacks. Who do they look up to? Russ. Yeah. It's yeah. weird looking at him like I still view Russ as this young up and coming quarterback when it's like he's a seasoned vet. Yeah. What he's like eight seasons in now? Right. He's I mean, he's right in I mean, look, I credit to Aaron Rodgers too. Like they both look great right now. Well, that's because Aaron Rodgers is along with Danica Patrick. <laughs> Did you see what he said? I'm much happier in my life now. It's like a I miss that. It was like a not so subtle what people are saying. It was like it was almost like a Jamal Adams talking about his old team, but it's him talking about his old girlfriend. Right, which you can honestly mean that, but it never comes off right when it's like, ah, it didn't work out, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It just sounds like sour grapes. Now, it could be very well true. Like, I have exes that have introduced me to some awesome people and, you know, showed me some things, got me into some teams like the Seahawks. Yeah. And I'm very, showed me how to recycle. So, but it's, you can't, right? But saying out loud, like that breakup was good for me, just sounds bad. <laughs> Anything good come out of your relationship with, uh, Miss X. Yes, I learned how to recycle. I just didn't recycle back in the day. You didn't Ryan Castle? <laughs> if you ever want to get shamed for not recycling, spend the day with Ryan Castle. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. To his credit, it works. I'm a psycho about it at work. Oh, dude, I threw away a cup, and I threw it in the garbage while I'm talking to him. And as I'm talking to him, I felt the fear and the panic. And I instantly wait, reached back into the garbage, grabbed that cup out, and put it back in the recycling. I don't even think he noticed any of it. Dude, I was at a rehearsal dinner years ago for a wedding, and this dude opened a pack of cigarettes and just let the cellophane fall on the ground. And we're looking at each other, right? Looking at each other like we are. And I just leaned over and picked it up and went to put it in my pocket. He's like, oh, my bad. I'll take that. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was just like, oh, you just going to litter. Right. It's not that hard to just pit it, throw it away. Yeah. Put it in your pocket. You'll find a place to put it later. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's annoying to get me going about dog poop in my development. I'm glad I'm moving. Speaking of moving, so we got to talk a little bit about moving. All right. Because uh, karma, if you believe in it, I have a great example of it. All right. When the Megacast returns. Oh, thank goodness. These two idiots finally stopped talking. The Megacast will unfortunately be back. Can I speak to your manager? America's Next Top Karen is back. Can we be seated already? We've been waiting for five minutes. Watch as these kooky Karens compete to be the best in America. You guys can't be selling lemonade here. This is a residential neighborhood. I need to take my boys to soccer practice. You cannot force me to wear a mask. I will call the cops. I will call the cops. Well, how much longer is it going to be? What? These Karens are large and in charge. I ordered the white romaine hearts 
in the sweat salad. These sleeves are green. Hi, 911. There's a lady here who's trying to make me wear a mask. I'm afraid for my life. I'm afraid for my life. This Sunday on Bravo. All Karens, all the time. I'm calling the police. They just spent the last 20 seconds washing each other from head to toe. The Megacast is back. You're my hero. (laughs) Oh, I know. I love that. Stick it to the man, Ted. Yeah, stick it to the man. Somebody had to. Oh, that that little commercial we had right there, making fun of the quote unquote Karens. Did you see the one that was just put on Bro Bible? All right, which one was this? Oh my gosh, it was. Uh, By the way, I'm almost over that term. The Bro Bible? No, no, oh, no. Karen. I still love Bro Bible. Yeah, some of these terms, I feel like some like you know that started like a year ago, and like Karen, leave the leave the barbecue alone, this and that. But now it's like everything. If yeah, you do you're something, right. you know what I mean? Like, and I'm fine with making fun of white people for liking mayonnaise. I'm well, white. I love mayonnaise. But like, if a white woman buys mayonnaise, it doesn't make her a Karen. No, no. And it's almost like the boomer thing. Like, not everything is okay, boomer. Right. You know? It's just, like, oh, there's a funny guy. There's a guy by the name of Mad Kurt. He's an, a UK based wrestler. Oh, there's a torrential downpour going yeah, on. Sorry, that just caught my eye. Dude, if you look out there, it's like waves of, of rain. I've never seen it like that before. It's a proper storm we got blowing through today. Damn. Expect some like, uh, thunder and lightning mixed in tomorrow. Yeah, you can see like the wind blowing the rain. Sheets of rain. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny that caught both our eyes. I was Dude, it's like, damn. I've never seen it like that. Maybe I just never paid attention, but I've never seen it like in that kind of like weirdness. Well, anyway, this guy, Mad Kurt. He is like, a, he calls himself the keyboard warrior. He's right. like a, a skinnier wrestler, but dude, he is so awesome, man. I watched a bunch of his matches. He's just, he comes out with a keyboard in his hand, like that's his prop, and he uses it as a weapon. Nice. And he just like talks mad ass, but he's like a Gen Z character. He's got braces. He's like a young guy, right? <clears throat> and he always trolls people on the internet and like sends them certificates if they think like the person's like an okay boomer and like, oh, the, you know, have some fun with it. But now his latest thing is like there's some wrestlers out there with really like weird opinions on things like flat earthers or just right. like, you know, there's a guy, Flip Gordon, who's been like going off about like how your vote doesn't count or something along those lines. And he showed like a picture of him holding his voting pamphlet, throwing it in the garbage. And like for real? Or is this like shtick? I no, I think it's like that's his opinion. All right. It's not part of his character. It's not like a gimmick on in the world of wrestling. So Mad Kurt, what he does when wrestlers do that, he'll be like. Mr. Gordon, I've got some information that's, that totally backs your belief about the earth and blah, 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 and all the climate and this and the other thing. Can you just DM me so I can share it with you? I, I put it on here, but I'm sure all the, the, the leftist trolls are going to just beat us up about it. And so Flip Gordon will then follow him back, send him a direct message and, be like, and be like, what you got? And, and <laughs> Matt Kurt just writes him back, goes, I think you're a big baby. And that's it. <laughs> it's so funny. Or I think on one of me wrote to one guy, he goes, you're a dumb baby. That's all I got. And I'm like, these are the dumbest insults, but in the greatest way. And it's just, and then they get pissed off and block them. <laughs> it's so great. But uh, I just thought that was kind of funny. Speaking of wrestling, uh, quick, uh, I'm so all over the place. Sorry. That's uh, all right. Uh, I don't care. You know, let's talk about the Karen thing. Cause I did find this right. funny piece of audio and it's uh, uh, a woman. I still say John Oliver gets credit for that. Did you see the Karen Halloween mask? Yes. But like three years ago, he had a skit about chicken salad or something, and he just yelled, don't put that in there. I remember it was like Karen from accounting. 
Yes. So I still, I don't know. I'm, I can't guarantee it, but I feel like he has something to do with the, the beginning of it. I feel, I, I still, I, I'm with you in a sense. Like the fact that we just focus on being just one name, it sucks for anyone that's named Karen. Yeah. And like, like Karen's imagine, don't, yeah. Like, could you imagine if everything was like, Ted, don't be an idiot. It's like, oh, you're being a Ted. After a while, you're like, dude, okay, I get it. Uh, but there was this one woman that people were calling like just this crazy Karen. She's a woman that was mad about how a guy parked at a Home Depot. All right. Here's the thing, though. So this clip is great because it just continues to get more and more incredible as it goes along. But she's mad at him because she feels that he's close, too close to her car so her daughter can't get, can't get into the passenger seat. Now, when you watch the video, you'll see it's like the, the kind of parking spots that have like two lines. Like, you know, right. instead yeah, of like yeah. one line. Yeah. So it gives you those two lines. So that way, and, and I always view them as like, that's like giving you enough wiggle room for your door. Well, her car is practic- it's, it's basically diagonal. It's in the lines. So she's the one who, who started the parking job bad. Right. But is mad at this guy who has a, a Jeep Wrangler. And she says it's too big of a car, which Jeep Wranglers aren't that big. I no. mean, the four doors are bigger. They're longer. But it's still not a very wide vehicle. And so she's yelling at the guy, and he's just like, can we not ignore the fact that you're parked like an idiot and you're mad at me? And she starts saying that he has a small penis, and it's just great. So here we go. But- <laughs> my daughter has to get in. We want Mommy's car. My daughter has to get in. As I say, that's the other problem. You own one, my buddy Bernie. Like everybody I know that's owned a Jeep mm-hmm. is generally a pretty even temperament guy. So when it started with him laughing already, I was like, yeah, like Jeep people, like, Ah, they might be a little broish here or there, but like they're generally pretty chill, cool Dude, dudes. Jeep owners, what are we known for? The wave. Yeah. The whole premise of owning a Jeep is that you can, in a friendly way, wave at another Jeep owner. Right. And I miss like, that as a Renegade now owner. I'm not a Wrangler owner anymore. I was going to say, the other thing I know about Jeep Wrangler owners, like you could own the fanciest cars in the world, mm-hmm. and every time it'd be like, I miss that Jeep. I, I do. I know. Bernie brings it up all the time. I miss I miss my blue Jeep so bad. <laughs> I would I would love to have it back. Even my wife's like, you, you I, I like my Renegade. Don't get me wrong. And I get the reason behind it I love is because that we have a four-door for, for baby Tatum. Yeah. And I couldn't afford to just spring for a four-door Jeep. Um, it was just going to be like too much. And, yeah. And this like I was able to pay cash and not have to have a car payment. That was important. But yeah, I miss my Jeep. Yeah. My brother had one. I love him. Move it. You parked it too I love that she's like making fun of him like she thinks he's stuttering and he's just like trying to process you're mad at me for parking too close when it's your car that's over the line. Right. She's she's already worked up and she's already worked up. She's pissed when off. When you open that door, Does you she do this a lot? Car. Is she okay? No, she's fine. That car is parked too close to her car. Do you see your that's type? The, that's the daughter. Right. <laughs> I like the unfortunately backing her mom. Right. How old's the daughter? Is like an adult daughter, or like teenager. I'm feeling like high teens, like All maybe right. like 16, 17 ish. Because I mean, I couldn't tell, but she had like a little silly backpack on. All right, so it just seemed like a younger kid. Higher. Let's get serious. You see the line that you separates these, and then look at this. You need to stay within the lines. You. Oh. You don't call women crazy. You're crazy. I don't know if he called her crazy at some point. And it wasn't caught on tape. You little sh- you f- bitch! Driving a car like that, ass. You're not happy, man. I'm. You're an old fart. Wait. 
How are you able to deduct that from owning a Jeep that you're not happy? I mean, she's basically voicing everything she feels and just yes. putting it in on this guy. Like, could you be more obvious and transparent? And I don't know there was an age limit to Jeeps. Yeah. I hope it's not mid-40s. There, there's no age limit to see Jeeps. I am. You're too old to be driving a car like that. It's too I'm, big for you. I'm in disbelief. Pecker. Yeah, I bet you are. Look and you drive this, like it. This is something you drive original. like it, you little tiny pecker. This is so you original. need that. That's your. That is your. Isn't it? No. You proud of your old. But it's your car, it ain't you. Yeah, can't get it up. Viagra, my ass. You stupid. Now you fighting with a woman? No, I'm. I'm not. You fighting with a woman, you I'm, little pecker. I'm not fighting Son at all. Bitch. Go on, man, because I'll take you down, you son of a bitch, anytime. I'm, that's that's God, threatening, but it's not. I'm in disbelief. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's a good line. That's threatening, but it's not. Oh, that I mean, you know that. For, I mean, like, lady, that's in front of your daughter. Like, come on. She's just lost her mind. And all she had to do is be like, I'm going to pull my car out. And when I get out of the spot, my daughter could get into the car. Like you, you can still get into your spot. And had he, like, had they been sitting there waiting for him? I'm not sure. Like the All video right. just picked up with them arguing. Jeez, man, <laughs> that to me was like that made my morning seeing that. <laughs> do you do you have the audio? Or do you have the video? I just have the audio. All right, I just wanted to see what she looked like. She's like, uh, kind of like, do you eat at TJ's Deli? Yeah, she looks like one of the ladies that works there, like an older version of her. Okay, I, I got so you. That, that's my best way to describe her. Like she's yeah. this old Asian lady, but like just she looks like she'd be the sweetest lady until she starts talking, and then she's just calling a guy and tells me it's a little pecker because he's driving a car. Yeah, I mean she's she's obviously a little unhappy, and I mean she is right. Like anyone who drives a Jeep has little peckers. I mean, I, yeah. I speak on behalf of all Jeep owners. <laughs> that, common knowledge that would have made my life having that lady just go off on me because I parked right. Ah, I judge people all the time for how they park in those kind of like, if you can't get your car into a parking lot straight, I, I think all like in my head, I think the worst things about that person. I'm like, you're just the dumbest idiot. Like, how do you go diagonal into a parking lot unless you had a poop and you just had to pull in and run to the bathroom? I will say this as somebody that doesn't drive. I forget like, cause people drive every day, mm -hmm. like road rage and just little things like annoys the crap out of people. I'm always like, we'll get there when we get there. We yeah. have plenty of time. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't drive. So I don't have that built up. It's funny. Like I've gotten way less road rage as I've gotten older. I just don't care anymore. Like, oh, you just cut me off, whatever. Whereas back in the day, I'd be like yelling and screaming. I would, I, I would curse the car brand that they own. I'm like, that's what I, damn Ford drivers. Oh, yeah. they got a Hillary sticker. F her. The emails. Like, right. like I mean, that I just, lady, I it's like, look, how hard would it, like, I get your, like, you're not rightfully, but you're annoyed, but like, again, you could have just backed out, got your daughter in the car and gone home. And move on. Right. But can't let it go. No. <laughs> love, I love this world that we live in. I love that we have cell phones where we can video these things. Because you know these things have been going on forever. For sure. And now we just get moments where we get to expose people that are just miserable human beings. And she's like, you're not happy. As she's yelling at this man. I love it. You're not happy. Uh, yesterday, Ted, I, I, I made my debut on YouTube. <laughs> not really, but we did a, a thing called SOS Pro Wrestling. and I, I saw I, the promo. Oh, thanks. Cool. I'm I was going to watch it, but I got wrapped up watching the NBA playoffs. Sorry. I completely forgot. That's fine. Uh, you and my wife both did not watch it. That's great. Oh. This is a great story. So, so the premise 
to give you a backstory about SOS Pro Wrestling, it started completely as a joke. There's a handful of us that get together and we wrestle in our buddy's backyard. He has a ring set up during the nice weather. It's just a, a small group of us. We don't want to make it anything crazy because just how the world is. And it's just a chance for us that people that we kind of trust to be around to work on stuff. And so we would like from time to time have practice matches. And it just kind of joked about how we should get cameras out here and pretend that it's like a jungle because we're in his backyard and there's all these trees and it just feels like you're like in the middle of like some deserted island. Well, then like the creative juices start flowing and you know how most great ideas happen. Great, depending on how you look at it, but it starts from a ridiculous conversation. I thought you were calling it an island because like UFC has Fight Island. No, we call oh. it an island because we're pretending that we're abandoned. The whole premise of the show is that we were all flying out of Seattle to our respective places. I was going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland because, you know, I'm a radio star. All right, all right. Uh, one of the guys was going to Cooperstown because his character, uh, uh, Big Hurt, Alan Jepson, his character is that he's a baseball player. All right. Uh, and so on and so forth. So everyone's kind of going to their own thing, but we're on this plane that gets sucked into this island, kind of like the TV show Lost. Yeah. So now we're on it. this mysterious island that, for some reason, has a wrestling ring there. And during... While on the island, we, of course, have to talk to the camera like a confessional, like the television show Survivor. All right. And so we have, like, confessionals. Like, so if you watch the show on YouTube, if you just type SOS Pro Wrestling, you'll find episode one. It's free. It's 20 minutes long. All right. And so the episode just starts off with me. Yeah, uh, I'm Steve Miggs. You probably know that already I'm on the radio. I'm a local celebrity in Seattle. I mean, been on TV, too. Movies. Played drums with Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, you guys already know this, but... uh I don't know why we're here. I was going back home to Seattle, and now we're on some weird island. I don't know where my hotel room is. Uh, I would imagine it's going to be like the Pantel Suite. I'm Raymond. Raymond the Mysterious. So now my my opponent. Right, Raymond. I got you. Raymond. He's wearing a Ray Mysterio mask. I'm convinced that he's not really a luchador. I think he's undercover or something like that. But we haven't figured that out just yet on this island. But uh, now Raymond not, needs to do his confessional in front of the camera. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Been sober for the last three, four minutes. Uh, I'm also a luchador. Sorry, my, my thought process was like, that seems like a weird aggressive twist. And he said three or four minutes. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> and then, of course, right before we wrestle, it's like... Part lost, part survivor, part old school wrestling fans will get this Mid-South Championship Wrestling where the matches are just short, the television matches, they're not anything crazy or long. Also part glow, where some of the characters are just ridiculous, but each match starts with us cutting a promo to the, to the other guy like while we're in the ring. So this is how our, our match started off. Yes! Let's do some lucha here! From local celebrity to island celebrity, it's Steve Miggs right here. I rode first class. I have no idea why I'm here, but I feel great. I'm ready to kick a luchador's ass. Start the match! And yeah, there's someone ringing. There's someone even on the live chat was like, who's ringing the bell? I just was about to say, wait a minute, there's a, is there a ref? Yes, there's a ref! But it's, yeah, it's Evelyn, and she's got, you know, she's got her mask on. <laughs> It's ridiculous. I like that. I, I, yeah, I'm glad. That was our first thought, too. Like, who's ringing the damn bell? <laughs> I don't know. It is the bell that rings when she says to ring it. And then during the match, whenever a cool move happens, it cuts to the crowd. The crowd's like a gorilla clapping or a monkey clapping or like birds like on branches, like waving their, flapping their It's like, 
It's so ridiculous. I had like someone who messaged me goes, I don't even know what the hell is going on, but I'm very entertained. Uh, one of my buddies sent me a message goes, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I love it. Uh, another person was like, I don't like wrestling, but I'm really baked. And I like, you know, these are like some of the messages. I'll watch I'm, I'm going to watch it today. It's 20 minutes long. Here's the best part, though. So I'm all excited about it. All of us are messaging. Like, oh, man, this is going to go live. Like I had the pre-show jitters. Like it was actually like, which was cool because it was like, like you said, like with football, I have something to be excited about again. Like, oh, man, this is going to be fun. And for those that are are fans of the Pacific Northwest wrestling scene, you're going to get to see some of the local wrestlers be a part of this because as the show continues, it's going to be every other week on uh, Tuesday nights at 8.08 p.m. Nice. Um, uh, you know, every couple of weeks, different people might end up on the island. that we don't, and, and Then it's part Gilligan's Island. You know, like sometimes randomly the Harlem Globetrotters just show up on the island. And, you know, hang out and then they're just gone. So, like, we want to, like, you know, try and incorporate some of the local talent in this area, the ones that we feel comfortable, like, getting it in there. And, you know, because obviously we're still in a weird world. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's just something fun and stupid. And and the, the feedback's been really good, which I thought was pretty cool. I Plus, want my match, too. That's the most important part. Solid. Yeah, dude. Plus, I'm it's like, just got to be fun to be, like, physically, because you guys wrestled so much, to be physically in a ring, like, doing something. Wearing gear. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing, man. And also just kind of, like, watching our friends also wrestle. Like, all of us were just glowing. And then these weren't, like, what well, at the end of the day, like, honestly, it's just, like, a chance for us to practice matches and keep in shape. Like, we're yeah. not, we're not, like... No one's going to come to this and be like, oh, that was a five-star match. I mean, maybe at some point that will happen. But, like, some of it's comedic. Some of it's just, like, very um, character-based. Like, uh, one of the characters, Pitfall Jones, he has amnesia on the island right now. So he doesn't know who, who he is and why he's wrestling. And he wrestled a party girl by the name of Sam, Sam, uh, Sally or Sammy Sparkles. And she's trying to teach him how to wrestle again. And it's just... <laughs> It's a great part because he's like, you're, you're young. And she's like, don't worry, I'm legal enough or something like It's like ridiculous lines. It's a chance for us to flex our creative muscles. And sure. So if you could check it out, it'd be awesome. But so it's like 8.08 p.m. Or it's 8.07. I'm on bed. And I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. And Sid's lying there next to me. He goes, oh, cool. We're going to watch this. I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, how, how long is it? And I'm like, oh, it's 20 minutes. And her response devastated me. She looks, goes, and I thought she was joking. She goes, Oh, it's that long? I was like, 20 minutes? I was like, you're kidding, right? She goes, no, I thought this was going to be like five minutes or something like that. I'm like, it's 20 minutes. Most wrestling shows they make you watch are three, four hours. I was about to say, 20 minutes is perfect. Three matches in 20 minutes. And you guys did production. It couldn't be just five minutes. No. No, we'd spent all this time. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And then. I had a real excuse. I was watching NBA playoffs. I wish that's what she was doing. And then it's 8.08. And then there's a two-minute countdown for the show to start. So it really didn't start till 8.10. And I look over at like 8.09.30. I'm like, I'm so excited. And I look over, and she's asleep. No. <laughs> and doesn't wake up until the show ends. And he goes, oh, I just fell asleep. I'm sorry. I'm like, I know. Who could fall asleep that quick? Be a mom to a nine month old. You yeah, can fall asleep very quick. I'm not, that's why I'm not like mad at her for falling asleep. Like if we were both like no kid. And well-rested, I'm like, come on, you just forced yourself asleep. No, she'll fall asleep at the drop of a hat. Huh. Like, that's our joke. We go to bed, and, I'm, and she's like, well, you want to watch our show? I'm like, why? You're going to fall asleep right at the start of it. She's like, no, I won't. No S, three minutes into it, she's asleep, and I have wrestling on. <laughs> it was awesome, though, dude. I was pretty pumped, and it was cool to see. Like, I got a lot of direct messages from some of our other wrestling friends going, I kind of didn't realize how badly I needed to see you guys wrestle. Just kind of for my own sanity. And they're probably a little jealous. Yeah, a couple were like, hey, how can I get to be a part of this? So, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, because it's just like a lot. I was getting messages though from some people because of the way that the thing was all set up. Like there are these promo flyers saying, you know, Steve Miggs, Final Destination, Cleveland, Ohio. Had somebody say, you're not moving, are you? I'm like, no, no, it's a wrestling thing. And they're like, good, because 2020 has been crappy enough as it is. I don't need you moving on me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm still in town. Don't worry. I'll still be on the air tomorrow. Another person was like, hey, bro, good luck on your match in Cleveland. Let me know if you need anything. I, I used to live there. And I'm like, oh, man, do I break? Do I let him know? Or do I just, it's like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Go buy me a beer after. <laughs> right? Like, let me know the good restaurants. Not realizing we just wrestled in a backyard in SeaTac. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't even think about that. It's right by the airplanes. I was going to say, can you get audio of the planes coming over? Or do they not pass over well, his house? His house is so close to the freeway. All right. So, but the, the freeway gives off a sound that sounds like the ocean. Yeah. I used to remember my original place when you first met me out yeah. here. Right. After a while, when you live right next to like I-5, it, it literally sounds like the ocean. Like, yeah. it, I don't know how to explain it, but like the rhythm of it. Like at night, waves aren't as big, not as many cars. So during the day, you're just like, oh Yeah. Dude, there was a house in uh, Linwood back when I lived in the Linwood area, and one of the houses I almost got was like right off the freeway. And at first, I was like, I don't know. And the realtor goes, Well, if you just pretend that it's the free, it's the ocean, it's like you live on a water. And I started listening. And I'm like, Well, son of a bitch, it does sound like we're on the in the ocean. Yeah, I mean, once in a while, you either get sirens, which yeah. really cut through. But other than that, like I remember, like That's yeah, an ambulance boat. Yeah, after a while, it's just like yeah, it's like living next to the ocean, <laughs> minus the beach, fun bikinis, funnel cakes. Saltwater air, beach beach bars, yeah, all that. It's yeah, exactly but, the same. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> I think that's everything, man. I think all we got because right. uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh crap, yep, it's time to go. <laughs> God, uh, I never even talked about the karma. No, yeah. Oh, maybe next time. Are we back next week? I don't know. All right, I'll, yes. I'll be here. Yes, because we're off Monday and Tuesday. I'm moving on Monday. All right, uh, getting into the new house. Can't wait for you to see it, man. I'm very excited about that. Nice. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely share some of the experiences. Next week, we'll definitely go into the karma and all the craziness that's been going on. There's been so many like moments where I'm like, are we doing the right thing? And then like something awesome just happened that's like a sign for us to do the right thing. Um, but yeah, it's just been, I'll, I'll be glad when this move is over, man. It's been a, a many, many a sleepless nights, many panic attacks, just because, you know, it's always a good idea to have a nine-month-old be in the middle of a pandemic, civil unrest, and, you know, fear for your job. Why not add buying a house into the mix and yeah. selling a house? Well, because buying and selling a house is simple on its own. It is. You had to complicate it. Right. Or I shouldn't say complicate. Make it more difficult, but yet more fun. <laughs> it's kind of like being threatened, but not really. Right. <laughs> I want to hear that last line again for that guy. That's threatening, but not really. <laughs> that's that's threatening, but it's not. I'm in disbelief. I mean, but it's not. You can follow us on Twitter. You can let us know how much you hate the Megacast on uh, ESPN uh, <laughs> at the Megacast. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. We should, I should write that guy back and be like, we agree. Wait to hear from our lawyer. Should I write that guy back and just say, we 100% agree with you? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not us. No. It's like, hey, hey, Huck Cough. We agree. I got to now go back on that page and actually respond to someone on Twitter. Yeah. All right. I guess we should go. I'm just rambling. <laughs> I was going to say, we can respond to him. I kind of want to do it now. Otherwise, I'm going to forget, Ted. All right. Where is it? Where is it? What should I say? Just we agree? Yeah. We agree. The ESPN Megacast does suck. <laughs>
Feel free to feel free to listen to ours. Comes out on Wednesdays. Right. Hashtag screw the megacast. <laughs> I wonder what he's gonna Somebody's gonna see it. I mean look, at the end of the day, eventually if you look at it, we had the megacast before they started that thing. We have proof. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like you know, intellectual property. Yeah. We need to sue. Let's get the law office of Joe Grube on this. <laughs> Maybe not Sue. Can they at least buy our, our Twitter handle? I mean, dude, we're already verified. That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're, we Twitter got, said it. We're good. We got 1,500 followers. They got a built-in audience. <laughs> they might want it. They'll probably do like Megacast ESPN, get it verified, and have 100,000 followers. That's. Pr- I mean, that's exactly what they have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. <laughs>